Ecology of the Hippogriffs. Oh, the towers! Those aren't for invaders or the such. No, they're for the nasty bird bastards. Gnomish Guard Captain. Introduction. Hippogriffs are closely related to, but often overlooked in favor of griffins. In an effort to recover our destroyed records, I am re-examining these magnificent yet deadly beasts. The Gnomish community has had an uptake in abductions slash killings and desires our attention as well. A better understanding of handling hippogriff nests nearby can save many lives as they are aggressive and competent predators. Origins Like their cousins, the griffins, hippogriffs are a part of a line that fuses avian and mammalian traits. Fossil records haven't been accurate enough to account for this theory, thus most subscribe to the divine influence theories. However, the merely physical attributes and the close relations between similar creatures such as griffins point to a more biological and possible origin. Convergent evolution is usually the, cra the case rather than magic. Like many such creatures, stories, legends, and early paintings put hippogriffs as ancient as our own civilizations. Today, they survive in the wilds between towns. Hippogriff Physiology Identifying a Hippogriff Hippogriffs are large avian creatures that seem to be fused with the back half of a horse. Their necks are longer and more horse-like in structure, giving them a full range of motion downward if standing on flat ground. Hippogriffs are built for air and land speed, with front of an avian and the back half of a running mammal. Hind legs and flanks are similar to that of a horse, with fused feet like a hoof for better running. Their coloration can widely vary depending on their variations, but mostly keep to muted colors to blend in with their environments, precisely to blend in from prey on the ground. Like sharks, they can appear white on their underbellies or even blue. Speed in the air and on the ground. Hippogriffs are lightly boned like burns, but not completely hollow to their bones, are more perforated to reduce weight but keep some strength. Their leg bones are the thickest ones, though, in order to take the impact of running. This lighter weight for their size enables them to fly, but they still need large wings. To take off, hippogriffs either need a steep incline or to gain speed or a long stretch of ground in which they can run fast enough. They can run just as fast as a horse on ground, and if winds are in their favor, more quickly, using their wings as a sail to catch the wind. They will allow high winds to push them to greater speeds and run down prey. Unlike Pegasus or other equine flyers, when flying, they don't gallop in the air but instead fully fold their limbs inward and tucked underneath themselves like that of a bird. When flying, they can reach near 70 miles an hour, making them some of the fastest flyers for their size. Thrill of the Hunt First and foremost, hippogriffs are predators. They are exclusively carnivorous, aside from the occasional plant consumed for either digestion or boredom. When hunting, they circle their territories looking for prey, which they favor horses of all things. Prey can be anything from larger rodents or badgers to creatures close to their own size like equines. Once the target is spotted, they dive down and pull up at the last second into a run for a boosted speed. They often line their heads up with the broad side of a prey and align their necks to serve as a battering ram. Once they strike their game, often they are rolled over and stunned enough for the beak and foreclaws to finish the job. 
They are specifically adapted to finding prey who graze in fields and then flee in the woods for safety like deer. Hippogriffs spot their game in the open and quickly dive in, usually they're chasing their prey into the forest where they thought they would be safe from other sky predators most of the time. They're not incredibly picky when it comes to what meat they consume. However, they are very fond of gnomes for some reason, and we will occasionally attack gnomish settlements when that would usually be too dangerous to bother with. Poor eyes for a flyer. Hippogriffs, unlike griffins or other flying predators, don't have the binocular vision usually required to spot prey from high above. Instead, they have more uh, adapted eyes to spotting movement quickly and quickly swooping in on a potential prey. Their high aggression is an adaptation to catch even the deadly targets off guard. They could find themselves up against a hardy foe at times without a discerning eye. Unlike many other animals, they see in full color, making just a little bit easier on them when spotting prey. Habitat and home. Hippogriffs have to live in warmer or temperate climates to maintain enough food for their high-energy lifestyle. They also require specific environments or dwellings that they don't have to compete with larger predators in the air like griffins or rocks. Thus, they stick to copses of trees near fields or even, in some cases, dense forests. A hippogriff is nest is large enough to fit two hippogriffs and their hatchlings. This makes for huge nests, usually seen on forest outskirts or copses of trees midway into the camp and, uh, canopy. Be prepared for a fight if you spot a nest. They are highly territorial and aggressive. Life cycle. Hippogriffs are not quick breeding and can only produce two young every two years. In their 30 to 35 year lifespans, that may only produce 10 young total. And even then, statistically, only four will to survive to create their own young. It takes two years to raise young from their first whinny after their hatching. Parents will lay two eggs at a time and raise both hippogriff colts until full adulthood. Young, hicca, yum, young hippogriffs cannot fly for the first few months and rely entirely on their parents to bring them food. They are carefully watched by a parent close by while the other hunts for the whole family during this time. Once able to fly, they stay close to the adult hippogriffs and only join in feeding once the fight has been clearly finished. Usually they circle above like vultures waiting for any confrontation to be uh, dealt with. Unfortunately, this leaves them vulnerable to other sky predators like griffins. Intelligence and Social Behavior Intelligence Hippogriffs are not highly intelligent creatures, but as with many predators, are smart enough to be dangerous. As with birds of prey who work with humanoids, such as hawks or eagles, they can understand many things and relay a lot of op information, but operate mostly on survival. The idea of conventional sentience is more of a gray area these days, but the suffice it to say you'll likely unable to be, be unable to reason your way with a hungry hippogriff. Horses of a Feather Despite hippogriffs being territorial and attacking many other creatures with abandon, they are relatively friendly to each other, even nesting very close by to one another at times. While hippogriffs usually live in pairs, they can live in groups of up to a dozen members. In these groups, they play with each other in tag games that resemble extravagant ballets to onlookers. A wing is a hippogri of hippogriffs is the proper grouping name. This comes from the elven term for many hippogriffs. Elves have been the only people to have successfully tamed a large number of them, and thus I think it's fair to use their terminology. 
Journey of Adulthood. Once the young reach their adulthood, they simply leave their home wing, literally wherever the wind takes them. This exodus, I gather, is an instinctual to avoid interbreeding within the wing. After some time, the hippogriff will settle down in a favorable area, and since these areas are usually specific enough, other hippogriffs are usually already there or will soon come. Thus, a wing of hippogriffs can form. New members to an existing group is, always, is almost always tolerated unless they are sick. Depending on the region, sometimes only a few wings may exist in a large area that ends up becoming a broader community and only genetics as they frequently exchange members purely by chance. These groupings of wings are sometimes referred to as a family by the elves, although the naming convention doesn't always mean that this cross-pollination is occurring. Finding a mate. Many birds mate for life, but hippogriffs do not. While they stay together in their wing for most of their lives, both males and females seem to choose new mates or the same mates with no discernible pattern. It appears that any courtship process is restarted once the parents no, are no longer rearing children. Both males and females display elegant air shows when trying to impress a mate, spreading their wings wide, diving into tight loops and spins, screeching the air make for incredible shows to watch. Some even use sunlight to give them an edge, playing with the light going between their feathers. If a partner is interested, they will join in this creative dance, in which no dance is ever the same, making for an impromptu jazz performance where they play off of each other's tricks. It's one of the most beautiful displays I've ever seen in my time as an ecologist. Interactions with other creatures. Griffins. Hippogriffs and griffins may be distantly related, as both are what I like to refer to as amalgamations, but that doesn't mean they get along. Griffins are usually much larger and stronger, and thus tend to prey upon hippogriffs. While one-on-one -on -one, a hippogriff can't fight a griffin, a wing can. Usually the griffin is wise enough to avoid a full wing of them, but if the opportunity arises, such as colts circling above, a quick and easy kill can be worth it. Humanoids Aside from the uncommonly domesticated hippogriffs, almost, human, almost all humanoids are seen as a food source to hippogriffs. Being a flying predator, a horse's size can be a good cause for any traveler's concerns. Even druids who can actively speak with them under the right circumstances have trouble keeping a hip, off a hippogriff's list of viable prey. Gnomes as mentioned, gnomes are a particular desired prey for hippogriffs. The cause seems to be unknown other than they can quickly identify a gnome by smell. While hippogriffs aren't known for an exceptional or keen sense of smell, just the whiff of new and old clothes can send these avian horses into a, high, into a slobbering mess. Parties beware if you have gnomes. Don't cross into hippogriff territory. Larger Predators while hippogriffs are apt to accidentally attack even something as large as a bullet, they avoid larger creatures. Dragons, rocks, and other giant flyers are avoided altogether or even fled from. In a confrontation, a whole wing would rather flee than aid a single hippogriff being chased by a rock. On the ground, if they can recognize the foe as incredibly difficult, often it is entirely ignored. This is why despite being fiercely territorial hunting grounds, with most other creatures, something substantial like a hydra can be found in their territory with little to no sign from the hippogriffs. Variations Cloud Strikers 
Most commonly known hippogriffs are cloud strikers. Standing around six to seven feet tall, they soar the plains of the temperate areas living in the small forests and copse of trees. While the underbellies are splashed white, resembling lazy clouds on sunny days, their top feathers are mottled white and black, looking like dark branches underneath a canopy to those above it. Cloud strikers are also known for having excellent displays darting in and out of the clouds they play in, looking as if they are hunting the fluffy white water for fun. They have loud, shrill, yet deep-sounding eagle-like screeches. Storm Chasers While not always found in the wake of a storm, storm chasers often migrate with a thunderstorm, using the booming of lightning and the roar of rain to surprise prey. When not in a storm, they can most often be found on a coast, waiting for such a large storm to fly inland once again. On the beach, they fish by diving into the water only a few feet deep. Standing between 7 and 9 feet tall, they are a larger breed that can easily pick off animals that hunker down in storms like bovines and larger herbivores. Given their tactic and love for thunderstorms, they rarely rarely encounter any resistance unless something disturbs a coastal nest. Their coloration is usually dark grays or blacks with streaks of white or light gray running down their sides. This effect helps them camouflage in the rain. When fishing, they have little advantage in the ways of camouflage and rely purely on their diving speed and quick reflexes to catch fish. Ash Runners In areas of heavy volcanic activity and ash commonly falls, these black and gray mottled hippogriffs pick off prey in the cover of soot. They often nest in trees still standing around the volcanoes or close enough by. Ash Runners can withstand incredibly heat but are also incredibly susceptible to any kind of cold. They stand around five to seven feet tall. Sometimes they are mistaken for nightmares due to their coloration and habitat, but still indeed have a very avian features, unlike the undead horses. Domesticated Hippogriffs Only a select stock of hippogriffs, all found under elven breeding programs, have been domesticated. They are not as easy to mount to tame, even with all the training they have. While most commonly they come from cloud striker origins, it seems they have a now extinct line of hippogriffs in their blood as well, with no tra- uh, with traits no other hippogriffs possess. Larger in size than other hippogriffs, they can be up to 10 feet tall. They are agile and adept flyers, able to outmaneuver any uh, other flying mount, but can only ever carry one rider comfortably. Their colorations are whites and golds and yellows, giving them a very distinct and often exotic look. Night Divers These hippogriffs are the most visually distinctive, with dark blue, teal, and purple feathers. Their eyes are massive in comparison to other hippogriff proportions for spotting prey at night. This also gives them much better eyesight than other hippogriffs. However, night divers are only 3 to 4 feet tall and can't hunt as large of prey. They have shrill, high-pitched calls, but rarely use them outside of direct and open confrontation. Night divers tend to live in cloud stalker climates and even around wings of cloud stalkers. Strikers. Cloud strikers, I mean. Some like to think of night divers simply as the same cloud striker family who work the midnight shift. They rarely interact and may never even notice each other unless their nests are accidentally discovered by one another. DM Notes Hippogriffs are not a monster I have commonly used myself. While they pose a 
threat for a challenging fight, I feel they're best use of surprise parties who might think of the common logic to take cover in the trees from a threat, of a sky, threat in the sky. Otherwise, they are a pretty straightforward fight without some DM creativity. As for mounts, hippogriffs aren't a terrible choice, but as with most exotic creatures, they could cause more problems than your basic horse. In my world, they are a very rare mount to the, uh, to the more favored pegasus or even the occasional griffin. Thanks for reading, or listening in this case, to my 67th Ecology. Be sure to check us out on the Hunter's Hub for the weekly and other shows that we do. And I hope you enjoy some of the other ecologies we do as well. Thanks for listening.